You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. Obviously you're new to the channel, you know what to do. Subscribe, hit the bell icon if you want to be notified of any time. We put new content on, loads of great guests, including today. Um, how can I describe him? Well, obviously he's a man that most people know as one name, like Prince and um, people like that. It's <laughs> 12, almost 12,000 subscribers, the Hammers Chat YouTube channel, along with Gonzo. Um, thousands of videos literally thousands of videos now it's uh, it's it's the man sipping out of geo how you doing man i'm not too bad thank you for having me on thank you for that intro it's one of the better ones i've had that's <laughs> oh, good oh, okay i do i do like to do a little bit of research um anyway i appreciate your time obviously uh we, we chat to people all, you know, all the time lots of fans about their memories of west ham you know obviously not doing anything sort of recent because there's no recent stuff um coming up and to be honest, you you and Gons pretty much do all the recent stuff. There's no yes. point doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to look back and look at other yes. things and talk about our, the players and things that mean to us. So, so in terms of you, in terms of Joe, you know, what's your what would you say would be sort of your let's go for your fondest memories of West Ham in a you know of a bygone era, so to speak. Um, def- definitely, Ipswich semi-final playoff. That's my that's my number yeah. one because when I was younger. Um, I was at school when that, when that game happened. I was still at school and all my friends were Man United fans or Man United fans. You know, they didn't even go that often. But my dad always made sure I got to two or three West Ham games a season. It used to be one home, one away and one either or. And my brother would also get the same. And one of the three would tend to go together, me and my brother plus my dad. Um, so we didn't get that often, but we got enough considering we're 550 miles away. Yeah, that's right. Um, the playoff final, that, that this playoff semi-final was like my fourth game that season, so it was like a bonus game for me. Um, but I think, but so, but I had to get taken out of school because I had school that day and the following day, so I had to get taken out, which doesn't go down well with the school, especially when the reason is to go watch football. Yeah. But the next day at school, it was almost like 
I was walking around really proud to be a West Ham fan. I was like, oh, stop your Premier League title. I don't care. I, yeah. I don't care. We're yeah. in the playoff final. We beat Ipswich in the semi-final. <laughs> of the playoffs. We are in the playoff final. Thank you. So that, that that's always been my number one as well. That's yeah. always been like right up there by by a mile, uh, excluding the last game Upton Park. But that's yeah. like, that's like a cheat, isn't it? That one. It is a bit of a cheat, and I know that uh, Gonzo is saying you, you, you're putting together some a, a video about that coming up soon, yeah. which is very good. Um, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's a cheat, but I think it's probably the. I reckon that was probably the last time I can remember where you really didn't understand how big a community. I mean, not for you guys, obviously you're doing it all the time, but for me, like the a community of West Ham, because obviously the amount of people that were outside. And, you know, the fact that it was delayed for so long so they can get the, the, the buses in. And there were just people there who didn't have a ticket just to be there and just to feel that atmosphere, you know, for one last time. So it was that yeah, sort but of... See, this is where I, I think if Stratford was to get it right, if we were to get it right at Stratford, we've got 50,000 West Ham yeah. fans there every game. So if you think up to part where there's 32 at-home fans going into the ground for the Man United game, and you think about everyone outside, let's just say there was another 30,000 outside, yeah. but 60,000, that's what we're getting now. So if yeah. we were to, able to create a really good experience around the ground, yeah. we'd have that almost camaraderie before mm. every home game, yeah. which is the experience at European football. But we don't. <laughs> so it's a bit, of, I think it's a wasted opportunity, to be honest with you. Mm. And if I was a club, I'd be wondering why we're not mm. maximising what is tens of thousands of people coming to the game. And, and I think it'd be interesting now to see because obviously, you know, that, that expression, you don't know what you've got to, it's gone. And because we haven't had football for so long, it's like people are chomping at the bits. I wonder if there'll, there'll be a sense of, well, we don't know, but a sense of more that the camaraderie, well, eventually when we all get back to being able to watch it properly, Christ knows that'll be. Yeah. But there'll be a togetherness, a sense of togetherness, because we will all be together. And that first bubbles when everyone sings it together hopefully will be a, a special yeah. moment for, for the younger guys, kids who haven't obviously experienced the Ipswiches or, you know, the playoff finals and things like that. It would, I think that's going to be quite a nice moment. Um, yeah. I've never, I never got the playoff finals, any of them, um, because it was such like a, a big well, a school for the first one. And yeah. The second one um, was because it was like a really pivotal time in my career, if you like. So I never got, I just couldn't, I, yeah. risk sort of taking time off work and stuff so I, that was all in the playoff uh, the FA Cup final as well I was still at school for that so all these big games that people speak about I never got to any of them because mm. I was in either at school or I was in a, a crucial time for my, my career if you like so it's yeah. now I'm sort of over that bit where I've got a bit more disposable income I'm pretty settled in my job and stuff but nothing's happened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want relegations so I can get a playoff final <laughs> It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, but yeah, yeah. but who knows? I mean, you don't, we don't know, do we? Don't know what's going to happen whenever, whenever. Obviously, you know, you do the Bundesliga sort of stuff at the moment. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. So let's 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 look back and uh, and and sort of have some nostalgia and some cathartic sort of memories while we wait for see what happens. Right, okay, dokie. What we're going to do, as I said, we do this hammers eleven. So we ask people their, their hammers, um, players that might have meant something to them or they might not have. For example, doesn't really matter. Um, four four two. We try and keep it it's a little bit better video edit. So in this sort of coronavirus period, I've managed to sort of half teach myself how to do a little bit of video editing. So I can if people change formations. I can do a little bit now. But um, luckily, we're in that you and me are in an era 
geo where we don't know what sort of left halves are (laughs) (laughs) left half and i was like okay um and an inside half and right here so um anyway so we try and keep it 442 you have to be alive to have seen them play so obviously we can't put in you know jeff hurst but we could put in i don't know Ian, Ilan, or, or Nene, for example. Hey, yeah, anyone before the 90s. And sorry, yeah, exactly. And and it's your 11, so you can talk about whoever you want. It doesn't have to be the best players. Um, and and I, I believe you've, had, you've put some thought into this, so to speak. Yeah, always, yeah. always. Um, I've, I've got a 442. You're, yeah. you're all right with a 442. Um, uh, but basically, my, my rule I've gone for is only one player per nationality Love is it. sort of the, the twist I've put on it, which was easy for about eight of the players then another yeah. three years so one position in particular I thought of I was, I was like a... <laughs> there's one England player in particular I wanted to put him so I put him in first yeah and then that sort of rules out well three quarters of the players that's like well, I've probably seen for West Ham immediately gone yeah. like that yeah. so um yeah that's what that's what I've got all right there. good that's it let's start between the sticks then Who's got in the... Um, ah, Fabianski. Um, yeah. Straight up. It's the obvious one. So I've gone for my Polish one in there. Um, it was either that or an English keeper, really, with Robert yeah. Green or something. But I've gone with Fabianski. I could have had his slop, I suppose. Went for Trinidad and Tobago. Went yeah. really curveball. But yeah. nah, Fabianski is unbelievable. I think he's worth points, plural, yeah. to, to West Ham. Um, and I just... I just hope that when he does leave West Ham, whether next summer his contract comes to an end, should he leave then, which he's had a couple of injuries this season, which worries me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I just hope we spend big on his position. We don't go for another makeshift cheap option. I hope we get the book out and think, right, we've proven that when you spend money on a keeper, you get it back. Yeah. Where he almost Fabianski's fees paid for himself by climbing up a couple of positions last yeah. season. His fees paid for by Fabianski. Yeah. Um, you can't say that for many players. No. The goal scorers and the keepers probably are the only two positions you can really throw that at. Yeah. Um, so I just hope we spend big and get a top, top keeper in mm. for at least three, four seasons so we don't have to go through this motion of replacing the number one every season. Yeah, and it, it brings consistency, doesn't it? If you have a consistent goalkeeper, obviously, but for two or three seasons, continue it. And obviously... You know, I think he's one of those players, and I'm a believer of the old adage, you don't know what you've got to, it's gone. And yeah. when he was out, you're like, we need him, <laughs> you yeah. know, just yeah. because everything builds from the back, doesn't it? If the goalkeeper's solid, the defence has got more confidence, the midfield got more confidence in the defence, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, fab, good shout. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Okay, who are we going to have um, left back? This was a position I struggled with, because they're all English. Razvan, <laughs> right? Well, I've gone for George McCartney. I've got my Northern Irish in there. Yes. Uh, I thought he was an alright player for us, yeah, actually, I George. I thought he was. I don't think he was like amazing. He's no cult no, hero or that, but yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he did all right. Um, yeah. So I put him in there. It's just funny that his career just stopped when he left West Ham. Yeah. I mean, even in his last season with us, while he was getting on a bit, it was probably the right time to let him leave. He was still playing well, so you expected him to go somewhere. He's, Gone, and I thought, Where's yeah. he gone? He's yeah, gone but yeah, a, a good servant to the club twice. Yeah, um, so I, I quite liked him actually. George yeah, he was solid, wasn't he? He was a solid player, six, seven out of ten. Most games didn't do anything yeah. I can remember. Nothing stuck in my head like, Oh, yeah, he effed up because of this and that. So, yeah, yeah solid. Okay, 
is on the left. Who are we going to have on the right back position on the other side then? Uh, Lucas Neal. That was one of the easiest ones to do with him being Australian as well. Um, I thought when he came in, I thought he just turned our season around, just grabbed the club was a bit of a mess really. Uh, it was lacking direction. I think he just gave it leadership. Yeah. And it's a shame that he's not still involved in the game on like a non-playing capacity, not necessarily at West Ham, just around. He's someone mm. I've always thought was very intelligent, uh, a really good reading. And was and it's difficult now to to be a captain and really lead a Premier League club. You've got to have something about you yeah. in this day and age. And we've seen managers usually are the ones that fall on the sword of not having control of the dressing room. So for Lucas Neal to come out, I always felt that he's one of our best captains in my lifetime mm. and a very good right back as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he got paid well when he was at West Ham, one of our, one of our first players to break through that barrier for yeah. the, the wages and stuff. He was one of the, the ones up there, but I thought he earned it. I thought he was fantastic yeah. for us. Yeah. And I, th- I think that that's, that sort of having that leadership quality. Um, oh, someone, who is it? Someone quote, quoted about, it might've been Ginger Pele or someone like that spoke about, or I can't remember the top of my head now, but there was a, a it was about Lucas Neal and, and how much he, he meant as a captain to the team. And I don't think there's a few um, we've had um, recently. I think, I think Kevin Nolan was a good captain. Yeah. Those two of my two that I would put yeah. uh, above and beyond the rest in my yeah. lifetime. No, exactly. So I think it's, it's, it's a quality which is, is, is not apparent as, as often amongst players. And I think when and you get that as well, you know, when, you know, even like for England and, and, and Scotland international games, you know, you've got the youngsters don't ha- tend to have that level of maturity and leadership. Yeah. You know, John Terry's and people like that, they could lead a team, you know, you might not like them, but they could lead a team. And uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll put Lucas on the right back. Who are we going to have in centre back? positions. Uh, Winston Reid's the easy one yep. for me here. Uh, New Zealand, Kiwi, so that's a, that gets yep. my awkward international out of the way, but I do genuinely think he is it's frustrating because a f- mm. he's a few injuries, or a lack of injuries, should I say, away from being a legend at West Ham. Yep. You know, nine years service, he didn't have if he wasn't to play for the whole nine years well, I think he would be up there, he'd be yeah. spoken about in 10, 20 years time to come as one of the all-time greats, but his injuries stopped him from elevating himself to that position. I think he's a hero. I think he's sort of like a James Collins sort of level yeah. of a, a cult hero. But he's one of the best centre-backs I've ever seen for West Ham. On his day, I thought he was one of the best centre-backs in the league. You know, Man City away, him, him at Man City away is probably the best individual performance I've seen of a West Ham player yeah. in my lifetime. Um, maybe excluding the likes of Dimitri Pye, but certainly from a defender Defensive, point of yeah. view. He was just unbelievable. And I do think in his peak at West Ham, he could have played for nearly anyone in the Premier League. He could have yeah. left us. He had that opportunity to go and leave us. He started with us, yeah. got rewarded with a monster contract over six years, which we're now paying for. But at the time, I thought he deserved it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, thought, I do really think Winston Reid is, I think he's underappreciated, actually. And you know when you say you don't appreciate what you've got to, you don't have it, whatever. Actually, we don't have him anymore. And I still don't think he's appreciated enough. I think... Yeah. I think Winston Reid deserves a lot more respect and I hope that somehow we can give him a testimonial before he leaves because mm. we're not going to see a testimonial thing um, much very often now in the Premier League. Ten years of service, it's going to be a very rare thing. And I just think that, would, I just hope he gets it actually. No, I, I think he'd be I a agree. fantastic servant. I agree. And I remember all the fanfare when we were going to sign him. We were going to sign this World Cup defender. It's like, oh, who is it? Who is it? He was 
New Zealand. <laughs> but they were they were undefeated. They were undefeated yeah. in, in in 2010. So, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, when he was, yeah, and he'll always go down in folklore, won't he? Because obviously, scoring the last goal at the bowling, so he'll always be there. Always revered. Okay, who's going to partner Winston in the defence then? I've gone for uh, my Welshman, and it's not James <laughs> Collins. It's Danny Gabidon. Um, a lot of people would prefer James Collins, but I prefer Gabidon. I yeah. thought he was a brilliant defender on his day, and um, one of the quickest centre backs I've ever seen. Yeah. You would ever watch highlights from West Ham seasons or whatever. From a defensive point of view, Gabby Don features in them a lot, whether it's like a goal line clearance, a last ditch tackle, whatever. Gabby Don's there. And I just think he's another one that's not underappreciated. I don't think we maybe appreciate, but I just think that because of James Collins, obviously yeah, the same yeah. nationality, I think it overshadows him in yeah, a way. I no, think yeah, Gabby yeah. Don gets put down because James Collins is also Welsh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gabby Don for me, one of my favourite players um, yeah. in that era. And again, it's one of those similar players to McCartney and Lucas Neal. And when they left, it's like they didn't, that was it. Yeah, they went downhill from there on. So, yeah, uh, yeah weird. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Gabs, yeah. And obviously, obviously, he came in with, with, with GP, didn't he? And it was like, uh, yeah, and no, I agree totally. I think he was under, he's underappreciated as a player. I like that. I like the theme as well. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so that's your, that's your defence, your goalie. Who are we going to have uh, left wing? Yeah. It's going to be Dimitri, isn't it? It's got yeah. to be. Um, so there was a few French players that we've had that have been quite good. I quite like Shemel, a right back, yeah, actually. He yeah, was probably yeah. like, I really liked him, but it's got to be Payet. He's the yeah. best player I've ever seen at West Ham. And I include Dicanio in that. I think he's better than... Uh, the guy was 17 on Ballon d'Or when he was with West Ham. I mean, exactly. When was the last time that happened? You know, exactly. yeah, all equates to the 17th best player in the world at that time. He was a West Ham player. You know, how, how proud were we? You know, normally when I watch the international major tournaments, it's a bit crap for me. My country's never there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's nine to eight in Scotland were last at something. And I was a little, little yeah. boy. I don't understand yeah. football then. So, but I had pride watching Dimitri Payet yes. play as a West Ham player. And he, you know, when Slav climbed on the table to celebrate his goal or something, I thought just how ridiculous is it that we have this guy? The world of football was talking about Dimitri Payet, his free kicks, his skills and everything. He was West Ham's. And what an unbelievable privilege it was to watch him play. Yes, um, definitely. Magician. He had everything. But he was, just, he was just class. Some of these players, like McCartney, mm. for example, very hardworking, but he's limited yep. in ability. Dimitri Payet was just... He, he just oozed, didn't he? He just yeah. oozed everything. He just totally. thought, Wow, wow, what's up there? And it's gonna be a long time we get till we get that wow factor back from someone, exactly. And and I, and I think I, I totally agree. I think Gonzo said it, he was saying when we sang his song, it was almost out of disbelief than anything else. Where like other songs are like they joke, yeah. Christian Daly, yeah, da, 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 da. but it was like we've got by it. I just don't think you know, it's like he's <laughs> place right. And I agree totally when he was like, you know, it was, I think it was, um, if it was Benji, Benji Lanyado said something about that. You know, he watched that Euro championship in a pub and Dimitri scored the first goal and he was like, yeah, he, he plays for our club. And I don't remember feeling that sense of pride for a player internationally no, he, he was getting linked to Real Madrid and yeah. West Ham fans were like 80 million or you're not having him. I mean, it's just, yeah. And this was four years ago, remember? So I know prices. Go- if it was today, we'd be saying 150 million. We're breaking yeah. world records here. Um, <laughs> he was that good. He was. All right, we'll put Dimmy on the left. He's going to go on the right then. Uh, Sinclair, Travis Sinclair. Yeah. That's my English player. Uh, probably my favourite player growing up mm. as a as a child. And I used to try and copy him a little bit as a kid. 
you know, his crossing and stuff like that. He was trying to copy him, but he was just, I thought he was just fantastic. He, he could score, he could set them up. Um, he was fast, he was very direct, which is what I think we miss now. You know, now there's this culture of players having to play on the opposite side, so your right foot, you've got to go on the left and cut in and stuff. But in order to score goals, whichever score showed that you could score goals, playing on the right with your right foot. Um, and that, and that's, that's like a rare thing now in modern football. Yeah. It's almost like you want to score, you've got to go over to the other side. Not really. Go watch Trevor Sinclair and you'll change your mind. Um, the, he's the first name I wrote down, actually. Trevor Sinclair is the very first name I put down. Exactly. No, great shout. And as you said, I think there's, there's a, there is a, there's something really exciting about a winger who just does like, who can just run to the byline, yeah. beat the left back or right back, cross it in. That's such a simple thing. As long as you've got the right, right striker to head it in. But yeah, we overcomplicated it. Yeah. We overcomplicated too much now. They got to the byline, they turn around and pass it back. But yeah. we almost miss the directness of, tra- uh, of players like Trevor Sinclair, Matty Etherington and stuff. We miss a little yeah. bit of that now. Um, yeah. Trevor Sinclair was probably one of the first players I really sort of fell in love with as a footballer. Yeah. Yeah, great show. Okay, we'll put Trevor on the, on the right. Who are we going to have in the centres? Uh, another easy one for me, Alex Song, yep. my Cameroon player. Um, he, oh, you talk about Dimitri Payet oozing class. This guy, yeah. I keep saying it, but he was like football porn. Do you know when he got the ball? He just thought, you're not getting it off him. Yeah. You're not tackling him. It was a pass. To, he used to see stuff that no, other, no one else in our team could see. Like, so I think he could see a run from a player, and the player wasn't even making the run. He was just giving the ball and the player would start running towards it. And you're like, what a run. Actually, he didn't even run. Yeah. He ran because Son played in the pass. Um, I, I still remember him in Noble against Man City at Upton Park. And they ran that midfield and they were up against like a prime Yaya Toure. You mm. know, but Song and Noble were just pass, 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 pass. The trust that they had, the understanding they had. And Song made Mark Noble a better footballer. I'm convinced. I think Payet did as well. Yeah, but I do think Song did it first. I think when Song came into the team, I think Martin Noble really did step up a gear in terms of the, the passing stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why I know this is supposed to be a good players, but I've I've never been a big fan of Czech Kiai. I've just never really understood him. I think he's a, I, I could have put him in centre back. I think he's a top class centre yep. back. Centre midfield didn't understand it, but he got away with it with Song and Noble because he didn't have to pass the ball. Yeah, he was able to just run around. But as soon as you took Song out. It was sort of like, well, Kiati, you're now going to have to pass the ball, and you just can't do it. And yeah. that's when you realise that Song was just... Yeah. I think he's the best passer I've ever seen at West Ham, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember the, I remember the fanfare when we signed him. I remember turning up to a, our pre-match meeting and, and being told that we're signing Alex Song on the pitch, and it's a bit hush-hush. I was like, what? Because this was like a guy that you sort of knew at Arsenal, and you knew yeah. he was good, but he gets again injured. It was like, but yeah, I agree. He was class for us. That sort of first period was class. And obviously, again, another one, injuries and stuff like that. We know it's played his whole career, isn't it? So it's not like it was anything new to us. Um, but uh, yeah, Song, great shout. Okay, who's, who's Song going to partner in the mid? Well, I was, gonna, I was trying to go with Irish Rice, but I thought that might be cheating. <laughs> so I've, gone, <laughs> I've gone with Berkovic uh, yeah. in there as well. I, I don't remember Berkovic as clear as any of the other players on this because this was when I sort of first began to understand yeah. football, if you like. Um, but he was just mustard, wasn't he? He was just he he would walk into a lot of the Premier League clubs today. Like if you took Berkovic and put him into Premier League today, there's not many clubs. I mean, I'm including yeah. like Man United in that in here. 
he would get a game for them. He yeah. was that good. He was just his vision, his creativity. Wow, um, he was someone that used to, used to enjoy playing football and used to enjoy watching him enjoy playing football. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I get you. Yeah, definitely. And and I think watching back through, I know Robert Banks is obviously digitalizing all the season reviews. Um, that's a bit like Netflix for West Ham fans, isn't it? To be honest, <laughs> yeah. but completing it, but um, but. I have this newfound respect for Berkovic. I didn't realise how many goals of Hartson's he set up. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. And he was one of those players, I think, as you said, he could nowadays could walk into any team. I just think yeah, he, on his day, he was mustard. He was, yeah, he was mustard. just ridi- ridiculously good, him. He was just re- I just wish I was older when he plays. Yeah, I could no, I get you. appreciate it more. Because as a kid, you're sort of interested in who scores the goals and stuff. You don't yeah. really appreciate the dynamics behind the assists and stuff. But as you get older and you look back, you think, wow, what a player that was. Yeah, yeah. And I've done it with a few players um, from other clubs as well. Like, so when I see players, I think, wow, that guy was like Mark Mars, for example. I remember watching Arsenal stuff thinking, bloody hell, he was, I know he's well thought of, but then yes. when you watch it a bit older, you think, I don't remember watching this when I was younger. When you're younger, you don't, you don't look at the step overs and the, the drop of the shoulder and stuff. Yeah. So when you grow up, you go back and watch it, you see it from a completely different perspective. And I always like that for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Great shirt. And I think in, in, in a, if you were, if they were playing in the midfield, I think Berkovich, Song, Payet, that is proper tasty. And then obviously, goals in there. And obviously Sinclair, a bit of pace as well. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> not much defensive flair, but doesn't matter. We've got, we got solid people at the back. You know, they're going to <laughs> hang back. I'm, I'm going for scoring here. I don't, I don't mind. I'm not here I'm for clean great. feet. Yeah, Gianfranco <laughs> Zola type, type football. I like yeah. it. Love it. Right, who are we going to have up front? Uh, Ducanio. I'm going to go for yep. the obvious one first, the Italian stallion and all that. Um, second best player I've ever seen for West Ham. Yeah. That'll, that'll annoy the Decanio fans out there. It's not really. I was still <laughs> a fan opinion. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think five was better. But he was a magician. Yeah. Um, he was someone that actually, when I was a West Ham fan at school, a lot of other people that watched football and that wished to say to me, like, bloody hell, Decanio yeah. was like our poster boy. You know, he was our yeah. PR man, if you like. Um, you know, he's one of the first, I uh, had a few shirts with his names on it and stuff. Sometimes I would turn up to like football train or something, they would have like Defoe on the back, and everybody would say, Who's that? You know, but I turned up with Decan, you never knew who it was, and that was yeah. sort of like testament to how good he was. Yeah, that you. even people that were like plastic football fans, although they were only like 10 years old, <laughs> but like even though they were man new fans, they still knew who Decan was, they were still aware of his ability. Um, even just someone that. You got the ball, you told your breath because you were like, Well, what's he going to do here? Um, because you just didn't know, and no. that's what he was just ex- an exciting, exciting talent. Yeah. And and I don't think he knew half the time, to be honest. And I think he's red nap, and that's no, what no, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think it's the same thing with Pyatt, you know, he, he would get you off your seat a second before you got the ball because yeah. you know it's going to him, and you know, for yeah, Pyatt, on you know, he's going to do a, a, his chop, which he used to do yeah. every time, but he, every defender fell for it. Um, or a little turn, and as you said, you know, he was he was class, wasn't it? And, and what's quite funny with Pyatt and Di Canio, obviously, both have synonymous songs, which for me encapsulate that period they played in. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. again, yeah, the Pyatt yeah. song and the Di Canio song. That Di Canio song was that mid that mid 90s period, you know, that was that yeah. sort of. Just this, just it was just so you know poetic, and we've got people on before, on the on the channel who are doing like their chance eleven. So obviously you know 
quite clearly De Canio and, and yeah. PDC and the Pirates in it. But um, yeah, loved them. No, I, I agree. I, you know, I think Pyatt was the best player I've ever yeah. seen play. And, and this is, De Canio was not bad, number two. Right, okay, who's going to partner PDC up front then? Um, well, I'm a bit glad I've used Sinclair for England, so I can't use Ashton. But I'm going to go for Tevez because yeah. he's Argentinian. Um, we only seen it for the second half of the season, but that guy, um, actually, I think he was better than Payet. When you took Tevez's peak, which wasn't at West Ham, that was away from West Ham, yeah. he is probably better than anyone that we've got on this uh, my team right now. He was he was world class. Um, Payet was world class for a season. Di Canio could be world class for. 90 minutes, but you didn't know who was going to turn up for the other 90 minutes, uh, literally, in some yeah, cases. Exactly. <laughs> if it was north of Watford, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but Tevez was world-class for, like, yeah. seasons, like, consistently at City as well, and, and even when he went into Man U briefly, stuff, he was just uh, unbelievable, the talent that guy had. Um, and I think he gets, like, almost too much credit, actually. Um, it's 13 years this week since that, that win at Old Trafford. But I do think he sort of steals the limelight away from Zamora a little bit. Yeah. But he was just... The, the bully he had was just incredible, really. Um, it's just a pity that we didn't see it at West Ham for longer, or as much of it as at West Ham. It took him so long to get going. Because had he been April, May's form from August... Yes, we'd have, had, we'd have had a much different season. No, yeah, I mean, no problem with it. And a much cheaper one as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But I mean, you know, we've 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 Tevez. You know, when you when you think about him, you know, there's not many, I'd say, foreign-based players apart from Paolo, obviously, who get West Ham. You know, he was only here for a short oh, amount of time, yeah, yeah. and and even when he came back and sort of, you know, was credited you, you know, of bringing yeah, bringing the cross tabbers. But yeah, he'd walk up with City and just like, you know. But. Exactly. And, like, I, I don't think anyone's had that reaction coming back. Such an, you know, I mean, we were chanting. I remember the, the guys, obviously, I couldn't really hear because we had glass, so you can't really hear anything. But you could hear the chants, like, well before kickoff for Tevez and stuff. And, and obviously now, obviously, it's, you know, a bit of a joke, isn't it, when we play Sheffield United or Neil Warnock teams turn up to London Stadium, we do one. One Carlos Tevez, but he made yeah. such an impact for a relatively short amount of time, um, and and again, he just, as I said, he just got West Ham, and I think you know, and same as Paolo, obviously he just gets West Ham, and you know, particularly yeah. now with his lockdown videos of him doing keepy uppies and singing bubbles in 1950s shirt and stuff. But there's a there's a lot of skill in it. Um, you know, you'd be first on match of the day. That's 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 for sure. <laughs> May not necessarily be for the right reasons some weeks, but yeah. But yeah, no, so yeah, Fabianski in goal, George McCartney on the uh, left back, Lucas Neal on the right, Reed and, and Gabs in the middle, and then we've got Pyatt on the left, Sinks on the right, Song and Berkovich in the middle, PDC and Tevez. That is tasty. That is proper FIFA, isn't Flair. it? If you were Flair. buying that, yeah, it's like a FIFA team you'll put together just to Something all that like attack. That. Yeah, yeah. 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 team in areas, getting the punters in. I'm going to have, you know that atmosphere that we were talking earlier, that atmosphere outside the Man United game? Yeah. I'm going to have that every week with this team coming out. Love it, love People it. People aren't missing it. They're turning up early for a little bit of this. <laughs> just for the trade, just for the warm-ups. Just to yeah, warm no, it up. Just I've got, to... I, yeah, I've got Irish rice on the bench. 
Irish riots. Love it. <laughs> Gio, thank you so much. It's been a real oh, pleasure. pleasure chatting. Uh, obviously, appreciate the time you thought, and you know, there's been a lot of thought I can tell going into yeah. this team. And that's and that's what's great. And obviously, thank you to everyone else for obviously watching. Obviously, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. Obviously, if you haven't already, like, subscribe to the Hammers Chat because they're brilliant and I love everything they do. And until next time, guys, take care, stay safe. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.